I think it was a duathlon, but it was uh, super humid that day. It was kind of foggy, very, very humid. And I put the helmet on and I, like when I started racing, um, I, I literally couldn't even see anything. Like it was, um, <laughs> there was an orange construction barrier, like one of the, you know, road clothes kind of things. And yeah, I yeah. almost ran straight into it, like a bright orange <laughs> thing. And I couldn't that even see that. That would have been a bad day. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. And I'm Michael. And this is the Endurance Innovation Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Endurance Innovation. And this is actually kind of a special episode for us. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has been counting, but uh, we have. And we missed our 100th episode by one episode. <laughs> I forgot to mention it last time. But this is actually our 101st episode. So I guess it's 100 if you don't count the pilot. So let's not count the pilot because we're in charge of the rules here. 100%. Yeah. Our As far as numbered episodes, this is the the hundredth, uh, hundredth episode as we're, as we're rolling into it. And this is what happens when you record podcast interviews well in advance and you want to roll them out for, you know, topical reasons. Uh, the, the, the hundredth episode was of course the one we just did with, uh, Bjorn Kafka of Aerotune. And I really wanted to put it in where it was. And it was like, well, do we want to, you know, shoehorn a, a celebratory episode in, into the mix, or do we want to keep it topical and keep those Aerotune episodes together? So, you know, um, I guess storytelling or cohesion won out, but, uh, here we are celebrating our 101st, uh, numbered episode <laughs> of the Endurance Innovation Podcast. So thank you everyone for, uh, for continuing to listen and continue, continuing to support the show. Yeah, it's been so much fun so far. Um, just the number of things I've learned that I didn't have an appreciation for before has been incredible. Um, and it just, in preparation for some of these interviews, uh, like obviously the, contact we, the content we get from the experts has been phenomenal. Um, but we often have to do a little bit of background research to get ourselves up to speed. And that process has been great. I, I can't think of anything else that forces you to dive into some of these topics. And it's it's crazy thinking back some of the things we've talked about, like um, the impact of music or swearing or yeah. things like that. <laughs> so some pretty wild stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, w- whenever whenever people ask me how much I make uh, on, the, on the podcast and I tell them that it actually costs us money um, <laughs> to make the show uh, and they, they kind of like, well, why, why do you do this? And then the kind of the easy answer is the fact that I, I learned so much, right? If I if I was trying to uh, pick up this much information, whether it's, you know, the self-learning or the or the curated learning that our experts provide, um, I would have to probably enroll in courses that would cost hundreds of dollars, or if not more. Um, but we, through the kindness of the people that have agreed come, to come on the show, we get the opportunity to speak to the top experts in the field and have them share their research and actually answer our questions. Like, when else do you get the opportunity to to pepper these, you know, often the, the leaders in their field with the questions that are specific to your case? And uh, that's the, you know, that's, uh, I agree with Andrew, that's kind of the, the big attraction here. And we've been really lucky to have some interviews with people who are both very smart as well as phenomenal athletes. Um, so a great example would be Dan Bigham, who's, um, you know, he's he's great at aero testing, but the fact that he's also in the running for the hour record is uh, um, not bad. So I 
maybe I'm okay at arrow testing, but uh, I'm definitely not in the run for any speed records. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it it is a ton of fun. So one of the things that we decided we'd do today uh, is look back at our at, you know a favorite episode each, um, and you know, and use that use that category however you like, and then uh, maybe talk about why it is. Uh, you know, why it is your favorite. Yeah. And for full disclosure, we did not discuss this beforehand. So we're going in blind. We're going to surprise each other. We may have picked the That's same right. episode. Who knows? We do tend to run pretty similarly in, uh, in thoughts and, and ideas. Um, I'm cheating. So I don't think, I'm, I don't think you're going to, you're going <laughs> to pick the same one that I'm, <laughs> that I'm going to pick, but we'll see. Let's go. Okay. Cause I was planning on cheating too. So, um, <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> who can cheat better? Yes. Uh, so the what I thought was super interesting, and I would say the big innovation in the field since we started recording this, is just the advent and availability of different testing. Um, so there's been a whole range of different things that you can test now, whether it's aerodynamics, whether it's core body temperature, uh, looking at heart rate variability. Um, all of this has really come to a, an increased level of maturity in the past two years, um, and it's been great talking to some of the innovators in the field who have brought this technology forward. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that's all, that's a that's a really good point to pick out. And uh, you know, it must be balanced with uh, with the one of my favorite talking points of of making sure the data is good and that that it's actually you know the outcome of the testing is useful and that it can make you ultimately faster on race day. But you're absolutely right. There's been such a development in in metabolic aerodynamic. Um, you know, physiological testing that there's mm-hmm. uh, that there's so much more data. We can, if we're savvy and we know how to do it, we can look much deeper into these topics than we have uh, at any time in the past. So, uh, if there was one episode, which one do you uh, which one do you go to? Well, the cheating was that I didn't pick one episode, but uh... oh, that you just picked a bunch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. So, yeah, I think that. Um... If I if I had to pick it, uh, and I'm stalling for time by by giving this explanation, uh, the the one I would naturally gravitate to is the core body temperature measurement, um, just because I have such an interest in in that. And I was really basically going back and forth about um, whether it's that or whether it's aerodynamic testing, because I think with the aero testing, we've seen um, some great products like AeroLab, uh, the Nocio Connect. And then um, the AeroTune as well, which is actually a sensorless system, which is pretty innovative. Um, and it's maybe not quite as flexible, but uh, looking at those options there for improving your uh, improving your speed just purely based on something that um, that you yourself control, it doesn't require extra training, which I think mm-hmm. lots of people like that. It does require some investment in terms of time and effort, but um, but there's no extra physiological cost. But uh, I think it's it's a great uh, it's a great opportunity for people to go out there and improve um, improve their performance. But you said the core sensor uh, episode yes. was your favorite. Yeah, the core sensor was my favorite. Um, I kind of got stuck on the aerodynamics point there. But... <laughs> it's so it's it's hard not to, right? Um, yeah, yeah. No, it makes it makes sense. I think I, I think because the 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 core sensor was just so innovative. It was it was something that before you had to be in a lab. 
And now you have this thing which you wear on your chest and it's it gives you really good data. Whereas with aero testing, there were there were lots of options. You know, not all of them were great, but you had mm-hmm. you had lots of options out there. And they're getting better, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, I I love that pick. And my my cheat was actually before I, I go there, I mean, my criteria for picking an episode was one that changed the way that I look at at training or racing the most. And then I, I went back through them and uh, I have to declare my biases. Like this is a very much a recency bias because obviously the things that I'm that that are most top of mind for me are the things that I've changed most recently. Like I'm sure I've made adjustments to my training and my coaching philosophies in uh, or following a number of these conversations. But uh, the the ones that are are still kind of you know lighting my fire very much were the two. And this is my cheating. I pick, I'm picking two. The two recent episodes we had with the, the Aerotune guys, with uh, Sebastian and Bjorn, um, just because of the kind of the, the synergy that those two things sitting under one umbrella have. So the ability to, to test aerodynamics without a sensor, um, the ability to test your metabolism at a very, very reasonable rate, um, and then to be able to marry those two things. So to be able to go out and do an aero test and see, you know, what your fastest position is, and then turn around and do uh, a power test, which is their their version of, a, of that, you know, the metabolic profile test, and then understand what the metabolic costs are of that aero position. And heretofore, you'd have to marry two different systems from different vendors in order to do that. Now you can do it under one roof and then you can do a race simulation, right? And I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of my skis here and, and, and uh, you know, paint a picture where you can, you can determine absolutely everything. I mean, racing is, is obviously very, you know, you're at the mercy of the elements too. So, but you can get a very, very thorough understanding of what is the fastest position and the best kind of power strategy based on that very specific position uh, for any specific race. I mean, again, with the caveat of you never know what happens on race day, um, you can still get a very good head start in uh, in planning your your race. And that's that to me is super exciting. And uh, I've been going through some of the testing myself. Um, I did both, you know, a bunch of aero tests in... Uh, <laughs> As a, as a lead up to something that we'll talk about in a few minutes. And also, um, I've done uh, a power test and had uh, Bjorn walk me through some of the results. And that's really, there's some really interesting stuff that's, that, that's coming out of there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that because I think that's, that's a u- useful follow-up episode once I have a little bit more information. But just having those two things um, you know, live together in the same ecosystem, those two, me- those two very important uh, testing I guess criteria. I think that's super exciting, and that's what's uh, that's what's got my brain buzzing currently. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have referenced or talked about uh, FTP tests in different positions, mm-hmm. but um, FTP is one thing. Um, but for most triathletes, you're not riding at your FTP, or at least most long distance triathletes, you're not, or you shouldn't ever really be riding at your FTP. Um, but the, the metabolic testing is a little bit different there, um, in terms of just what, uh, what information it's more efficiency. So energy usage rather than, uh, overall power output. And the studies that I have seen in the past have been, I wouldn't say inconclusive, but painting with too broad a brush, um, where they will test 
different hip angles and they'll take a sample of 20 athletes, for example, and then report the averages for the data that come back. And averages are great when you're dealing with a sample population, but averages are not great when you're dealing with a one-on-one or like one-to-one, like your own personal performance that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. So it could be that, yes, the average person gets better on average, but uh, you are bringing that average down and you may get worse in a certain position. Like your, your efficiency may get worse or your aerodynamics may not outweigh the uh, the loss in efficiency. So it's, it is a bit of a tough one to solve. And the fact that, like you said, it's all brought together under one platform is fantastic. And you, you avoid a lot of those issues that you do with other combinations of sensors and, and platforms where they don't always talk to each other properly, or there's bugs or any, any of a number of different issues. But uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a great suggestion. I, I really like that one. And as I said, listeners, I think this is something that I'm I'm still in the very early stages of, of, of trialing, um, and you know I'll uh, I'll report back what we you know what what those what my impressions are once uh, once I have a, a more mature opinion. But so far, I am at least very excited at the prospect of uh, of doing some of this uh, kind of concurrent testing. So this brings us to I think something that we we wanted to share with you, and and we've so we've talked about this kind of in dribs and drabs over the the last little bit of time but one of the things that uh, we that Andrew and I have realized I think and again speaking well I'm going to speak for you because I know you've shared this thought with me so I feel safe in doing so you shut me down if I'm if I'm uh, getting too far ahead of myself but uh, the the kind of one of the nice things in in talking to all of these experts and learning all of these new things um, it's made us realize that there's you know, there's more that we can do to contribute to the kind of the, the world of endurance sport beyond making a podcast. And I mean, we, you know, here I will speak just for myself. I do really love making this show and uh, we're going to keep doing it. But there's uh, there's other opportunities for us. And one of them is in the realm of testing. So it's probably the first thing that we're going to uh, we're going to roll out uh, out of these new things that we're working on. Um, and I'm super excited about it because this is, uh, you know, obviously a, a, a big passion of mine and the ability to, um, to improve the, the aero experience or the metabolic experience of, uh, of people that, uh, that are also participating in the sport is something that, that, you know, really makes me, makes me happy. So the, one of the things that we are going to do is we're going to start some aerodynamic testing in the Toronto area, uh, which is of course where I'm based. Yeah, and I was just laughing to myself when you were talking about improving the metabolic experience. It sounds like a <laughs> an ad for a really upscale restaurant. <laughs> that that would be a, 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 a gastronomic yeah, a, a, a experience. Gastronomic experience. Yes. Thank you. Yes, that was a, a gastronomic experience. No, we're not we're not opening um, high end restaurants, but uh, we are going to try to make you guys uh, a little bit faster. Our plans are a little bit in flux right now, and obviously, uh, those of you who live in the province of Ontario uh, or following the news here know what's going on with the fact that you you know you you can't be outside your house. Well, no, that's a little bit extreme, but you certainly can't be uh, with anyone outside of your household at, at present. Um, and at least through uh, the early part of May, and we have obviously no idea when. When these restrictions are going to be relaxed, uh, but um, you know, best case scenario, we're we're looking to start rolling some of this out in small groups of uh, of one or two athletes being tested, plus myself, plus maybe a mechanic. So hopefully, even if we have like five people, five people allowances, which is where we were before the the full on lockdown, 
um, we can we can start doing some work towards the end of May or maybe into June, uh, where base, basically the idea is we you express your interest, we ask you a bunch of questions over email, um, then you you show up with your bike and uh, maybe some uh, some uh, components for your bike, which we'll explain, and then uh, we run through the testing protocol using either AeroTune or the Notio Aero sensor. Um, currently, we're probably looking at the AeroTune uh, platform. And then we make you faster, right? It's as simple as that. So we'll spend uh, we'll spend a good chunk of the day, probably you know four to five hours, working with you, uh, making adjustments to your bike, adjustments to your equipment, adjustments to the uh, the setup of your of your equipment, uh, potentially uh, some helmet and clothing options, and then come away with a report showing you. Uh, what the fastest combination of those interventions is and how much of a difference that is in your specific case. If you're, you know, a 40K TT athlete uh, versus, you know, an Ironman triathlete, what sort of savings in either watts or time you can expect based on adopting this this new position. And then the exciting thing is then you can also, you will also have the, the opportunity to use the AeroTune if that's the platform we're working with. And again, obviously, this is still TBD. Um, you'll have the opportunity to uh, do a power test, to so do a metabolic test in that position so you can actually see, you know, um, did you did you end up losing any watts as a result of, the, of, of making these changes? And uh, uh, then you can make a really, really um, educated decision as to whether or not you, you know, which position is actually going to get you across that finish line faster. Which is, you know, like like I keep saying at the end of the day, that's that's really what matters. Yeah, absolutely. It's not about what is the highest average power you can maintain for an Ironman. It's how quickly you get there. Yeah, um, absolutely. You actually want to get there with the lowest average power, right? Because you want to yeah. conserve as much metabolic energy as you possibly can, right? Like it's, you want as much fuel, as much glycogen in that tank uh, when you start the run. So you want the lowest power with, you yeah. know, efficiencies of, is a big deal too. And based on my own Ironman experience, uh, it takes some practice to get right. So yeah. I have not, I have not gotten there personally, but uh, maybe, maybe sometime in the future if we're ever allowed to race again. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to come. Uh, you're gonna have to make the trip over to Ontario to do some aero testing. Absolutely. So, if you're listening, um, how would how would someone get in contact with you? What's the best way there? Yeah. So, uh, in the show notes, we will uh, put the contact information. But you can email me at uh, Michael uh, at eitech.io, which is the endurance innovation email address, or you can email Andrew at Andrew at eitech.io. Uh, our emails will be in the show notes, of course. Uh, you can um, you can get in touch with with us that way, and uh, we'll fill you in on the rollout. Uh, we also have uh, a mailing list, which we've never emailed anything to anyone yet. But uh, as we as we start to roll out aero testing, and then some of the other stuff we're working on, we're we're going to update our website as well. So all of this information will eventually be available on the io the ei tech io. Too many letters um <laughs> website uh so that you can you can find out what the details are and in the very beginning as we as we kind of uh test out this this procedure we're going to be pricing it accordingly you know we're, we're looking for folks who who want to help us really refine this service offering of, of aerodynamic testing um and so if you're if you're keen and you want to save a couple of bucks then uh, get on the early list um because of course this is a non-trivial investment of our time and, and our expertise um, and, uh, it'll, it'll go up in pricing as we, you know, as we kind of, uh, 
shake out the cobwebs. And the other thing that uh, that will happen over time is we'll become more efficient as we become more experienced with it. Um, so that will help uh, basically based on past learnings and the amount of time investment it takes. Uh, but also as COVID restrictions change and are lifted, uh, we can potentially roll multiple people into a, a single day. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to overdo it in terms of um, having things being too compressed, but having... Uh, having the ability to spread the time between two people. So if someone's out testing, for example, then the other person's getting their bike adjusted, that's uh, a more efficient use of time and that can save everyone money as a result. That's right. Even though we're, you know, this is going to be a, a new venture for for myself, I'll be the kind of the lead, the the point person on the, on the ground. We're going to have uh, the expertise of uh, Kurt Bergen-Taylor, who is also uh, a part of Endurance Innovations kind of behind the scenes. He's uh, he's our uh testing aerodynamics expert and he is uh his bona fides are with uh cycling canada and with the track team so he has you know many dozens of hours of experience setting up positions and uh, and testing folks so he's over in the uk so he won't be uh he won't be joining us you know irl as the cool kids say but he will be uh he will be consulting on on like on all the cases uh virtually so there's uh uh, we're we're not start we're we're not entirely green as far as that the outdoor testing experience goes. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say that uh, with his experience with athletes who have uh, have gotten medals in the Olympics, um, he's got a fair amount of street cred there. So it's it's great to have him uh, involved virtually, um, as most things are today. But uh, we'll definitely be coming from a place where we've got lots of input, and uh, there's other experts that we're going to be drawing from or drawing on for uh, getting this up and running. But it's something that we're definitely very excited about. It's our first um, financial venture as Endurance Innovation. Um, I, I would, I think it's pretty safe to say the podcast is not a financial venture, <laughs> or at least not a positive financial venture. <laughs> it's pretty net zero at this point. It's 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 cash flow neutral. Let's say. <laughs> Yep. So this is, uh, it's our first foray, um, very exciting stuff. And then, uh, depending on how the rollout goes in Toronto, uh, if there's interest in Alberta, um, I'm obviously here, so I can, uh, I can handle some of the testing on this side of the country, but, uh, we'll probably roll it out that way. And as that develops, um, you know, we've, we've been hinting at it. We've still got some other things on the go right now that, uh, that we're collaborating with others. And that's all, all that I'll really say right now is a tease, but, uh, we we do have some things cooking, and uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting time for us. Very exciting, and um, it's something that we're both extremely passionate about and want to continue focusing on. Yeah, agreed, agreed. As part of the aero testing, uh, there's one critical piece of uh, equipment that um, you know that you do need to to use in order to to measure your performance, and this is something where we'll uh, we'll actually tie this into our show sponsor, Four Eyes. Um, and that is the the power meter. So I think given the recent advancements, and I'm saying recent as in the past five years where power meters have basically become ubiquitous, um, it's it's made it possible to do metabolic and aero testing. And uh, again, with 4 Eyes sponsorship, uh, they've got a great program where it's possible to send in your crank uh, and have a power meter installed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, our listeners enjoy a twenty percent discount as well for uh, for listening to the show, and uh, we'll have the 
the discount code in the show notes. But uh, I think everyone who's serious about cycling ought to have a power meter. But especially if you if you want to start dabbling in some of this metabolic and uh, and aerodynamic testing, it's it's extra important that your power meter that you a have one, but that it's that it's trustworthy and that it gives you accurate values and. Uh, yeah, as I said in the the last show, or maybe the show before that, I I ride a, a pair of uh, a pair of uh, four eye power meters on my two bikes, and uh, yeah, I've done some a bunch of testing with them, and uh, can vouch for the the reliability and the accuracy. Yeah, so anyone who's interested in in doing the testing, we would definitely recommend heading over to the four eye site and and picking up a power meter uh, using our handy discount code or your handy discount code, depending on how you look at it. That's right. Um, so folks with that, we will, we'll wrap up the show. We actually had, uh, one of our, um, it's a service that tracks the performance of the, of the podcast and it sends us handy emails, uh, with, uh, a, a bunch of the analytics as well as uh, your reviews as you submit them. And for some reason, the email I got this week had reviews that we missed that were from, um, from one was from, uh, December, it looks like December 31st of, of last year. So somebody was listening to us on New Year's Eve, which is kind of fun for us. <laughs> uh, and then the other one was from, uh, from late January of this year, but I'm going to read them, um, because, uh, you know, they're, they're just came across my, uh, my plate very recently. So the first one is super simple. It just says, uh, just a great podcast on endurance training and tech. And this is from Kim in, in Finland. Thank you very much, Kim. Uh, awesome to hear the, uh, the kind words there. And um, this one comes from Israel, uh, from uh, Amit David, who says, listening to Professor Costas Karajorgis while uh, on one of my tra- strength sessions, I realized that I don't really like music while running or riding, but your excellent podcast is my preferred soundtrack for my strength training. Thanks for your super <laughs> informative and inspiring work. Well, thank you very much. We, uh, Again, it's always uh, it's always nice to hear these uh, these positive reviews. Thank you for submitting those too. Absolutely, and as we kind of hinted at before, this isn't a financial thing for us. So, what really gives us the motivation is hearing your kind words when you when you do enjoy it, or even suggestions about how we can make it better. That that always helps as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you've you know, listeners who have uh, been uh, tuning in for a while have uh, heard us talk about we've we're not shy about making corrections where we get things wrong. And uh, uh, one of our one of our favorite guests, uh, Pierre Pierre Pray from uh, Look Cycles, was originally uh, uh, a criticism. Well, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. He <laughs> he introduced himself by criticizing something that we said on the show, uh, and rightfully so. And as a result, uh, I still talk to him almost every day about aerodynamics and uh, and tech. And uh, it started like a, a really great, uh, I would say, partnership um, or like collaboration with someone uh, because he pointed out something that we got wrong. So I'm a, I personally am a big fan of, uh, you know, uh, of getting it right, and uh, I'll I'll do my best to to fix things. So yeah, to Andrew's point, if we if we mess something up and we we didn't get it quite right then please let us know because that that helps uh, us learn and with that i think we can probably wrap up our 101st episode and maybe we'll do another one of these when we hit 202 or some <laughs> other random number that doesn't quite line up with normal tradition <laughs> yes i like that uh i like that plan so uh here's to 101 more episodes andrew we were supposed to buy scotch i think and then we totally messed it up we uh we didn't do it Maybe you can put in some cork popping sounds in post. and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll find something, yes. Perfect. Well, with that, thank you for listening, everyone. 
I I just learned today that Canada Man was postponed from July to October. That's going to change things. <laughs> yeah, it's going to change. Like I'm I'm kind of annoyed about it because I was I don't want to train that hard for the whole fucking summer. <laughs> um, but you know, it gives me lots of time. But I don't like I don't need that much time to. You know, it's not, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have the time, I don't have the time in my weeks to train the way that I would want to if I had that much time. So I was kind of like, you know, just looking forward to getting into, okay, <laughs> race shape and just doing it. Yeah. And then now that it's, it's so far away, I'm like, oh man, I'm kind of bummed about it, but whatever. It is what it is. Plus the water's going to be colder, which is not, no, no bueno for me, but <laughs> what are you going to do? It was supposed to be like 18 degrees and who knows what it's going to be like in October, but cold probably. Yeah, I would assume cold. 